0: Welcome, listeners, to another edition of the Radical Life Support podcast series on the ABCs of the attributes of God. Again, we're so glad you're joining us today, and we will start with our quote from A. W. Tozer, which says, "What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What we believe about God affects how we live and act, so it's very important to understand Him correctly." Today, we're going to talk about the letter N. God is new, ever new. I will bet you have never heard God is new before, that he's ever new. Well, neither had I until I did this study on the attributes of God. As I've explained in previous podcasts, I had to be a little creative when I decided to select an attribute of God for every letter of the alphabet. When God showed me the word new to describe him for the letter N, I was a little excited to see what he meant by that. Let's start with Isaiah forty-three thirteen that says, Yes, from ancient days, I am he. So we might think that God is old because he's been around since Adam and Eve, since the days of old. That description of him attempts to explain him through within the context of earthly time. We think that since he's been around since the beginning of our world, that we can say he's old or may think of him as old. God doesn't appear to mind to be called the Ancient of Days, as he's called in Daniel 7.22, because I think he knows it can help us to understand him from our point of view because we live within time. When I was younger, and I don't see this as much anymore, to represent a year in time, they used to show on January 1 a newborn baby. And then at the end of the year, December 31st, they would show an old man with gray hair and a long beard, hunched over, walking slowly with a cane. They call him Father Time. And a lot of people picture God like Father Time. He's old, and maybe thought of as wise for his years, but definitely seen as aged. When we think of someone who is old, we think of diminishing qualities of health. Strength and mental capacity over time. But of course, God is none of those things. Nothing in him diminishes. He may have the name Ancient of Days, but he has all of his attributes in full measure all the time and in everlasting newness and righteousness. God is not really old, he is eternal, and there's a difference. He does not age. I propose to intentionally stretch your view of God here. He is not like an aged man with a white beard sitting on a throne in heaven. The Bible says he is spirit. So when I say that God is new, he's ever new. I am saying that he is perpetually and continually new. He's fresh and vital and alive all the time, ever going and forever. Let's take a look at this attribute of God and let's see how God reveals himself as new as ever new through the word, through creation, through Jesus and in our hearts. Now, how does God reveal himself as new through the word? Job twenty-nine twenty says, my glory will not fade. The bow will be ever new in my hand. And that's where I got that phrase for God, that he is ever new. His glory will not fade. It is continuously, all the time, like it was new, like it was fresh. It doesn't have to regenerate. It is ever always new. Lamentations 3.23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. All of his attributes are are new every morning. You can count on his newness each day, but they really are new every single moment of the day. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is good advice from God. And he also says in Matthew 9 17, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. God is a God of bringing you out of the former, out of your past, and bringing you into the new. Don't stay in the past. Let it go because God wants to do a new thing in your life. Yes, our God is a God of the new and he inspires the new in us. In Psalms, I found so many verses like Psalms 33.3 that says, sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. In every generation, God moves his people to write new praise songs that emphasize God's glory, his attributes, and his ways. Don't ever look down on a younger generation who are writing new songs to the Lord. They are being inspired by God now, just as God has inspired the songs of old. All the songs that are old today, or are considered old, were once new songs in their time, and God has not stopped the writing of new songs from his people. Psalms 41 through 3 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. And then he says, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Those with the gift of songwriting cannot help but write new songs flowing out of their heart, inspired by the Holy Spirit for all that God has done for them. And this will continue through generations to come until the end of the world. And it even says in Revelations 14:3, And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. Revelations 5, 9, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. We are going to sing new songs in eternity. And there's one more point I want to make in the word of God. There are two covenants. There's the old and the new covenant. There are two testaments. We have the old Testament and the new Testament. Even though the Old Testament had the original Ten Commandments given to the Israelites, Jesus said he was going to give a new commandment that said to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love others as yourself. God is clearly all about bringing in the new. Now, how does God reveal himself as new through creation? Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-two says, The Lord will create a new thing on the earth. In the beginning, the world was created by God and it was all brand new. God saw it and it was good. And God created the first new man out of the dust of the ground and he created the first new woman out of man's rib bone. There is newness all throughout the created world. New crops, new sprouts, new buds and flowers, new shoots from a tree. You have newborn puppies and ponies. Chicks and reptiles are hatched from eggs, butterflies from cocoons insects from larvae, and in the ocean you have new fish and crabs and dolphins, all kinds of life. Underground volcanoes create new islands. Underground springs create new rivers and lakes. And I love what it says in the Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 11. I went down to the grove of the nut trees to look at the new growth in the valley, to see if the vines had budded or the pomegranates were in bloom. When something springs up new, it's pretty incredible and wonderful. Any new life a newborn baby of any kind of animal is so adorable. When God displays the new to us, it really is one of the greatest joys and pleasures in the world to observe. But here's the thing, right? Because of sin and the fall of man, there is also decay. And I don't believe that decay in creation is what God intended. Romans 8:20 20 through 21 says, For the creation was subjected to frustration, Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. There's a life cycle in creation. And just like in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, there is a time for everything and a season for everything under the sun. There is new and the old, birth and death, fresh and rotten, planting and uprooting, mature and weathered. You build up and you tear down. We humans also have a life cycle. We grow from infants up to a certain point, and then we age for the rest of our lives. As we age, I know I notice this, we notice the effects as we look in the mirror, as our bodies start to ache and our eyesight fails. If you have ever experienced firsthand the slow death of a person's body before they leave this earth, it really brings out the complete opposite of joy and pleasure. It is sad and heartbreaking because we know deep inside it is not what it's supposed to be. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Meanwhile, it's like creation. We groan and we are burned. We are long to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. So here's the good news. God has promised that there are new things to come. Yes, he says the day is coming when there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. Why? When God says that, we can believe that because God doesn't lie. He says in Revelations 21 5, I make all things new. Now, one area where God says he will make something new is Our bodies. 1 Corinthians 15:44 says the body is sown a natural body but it is raised a spiritual body. My NIV commentary explains it this way. God will take our temporary natural body. It's temporary, perishable, dishonorable, weak, vulnerable, this frail, wasting away, sinful body and in the resurrection he's going to make it a permanent, imperishable, solid, glorious, perfect, powerful spiritual body. The spiritual body, it appears, will be a physical body similar to our present natural body organizationally. And it is my personal opinion that we will be able to recognize each other. But this new body will be radically different in that it will be without corruption and adaptable to live with God forever. It will be similar to Christ's resurrected, glorified physical body. And the disciples did recognize Jesus. Remember, too, I like to think about this. Jesus walked through the walls in his new body. So I think that's pretty cool. So rejoice, my friends. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-two and 53 says, For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable, that's our natural body, must clothe itself with the imperishable, our spiritual body, and the mortal with immorality. Death will be swallowed up in victory. So that is wonderful news. Romans 8 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Not only creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the redemption of our bodies. One more point I would like to share in relation to God revealing himself as new in creation. God promises many new things to come as well for the future. 2 Peter 3.13 says, But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Revelations 21, 1-2, John says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And Isaiah 65. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take great delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Only God as creator can make all things new or create anything new. He is the creator of all things new. It is believing that God is able to and will make all things new again, and he will keep his promise to do so. He is the God of the new, ever new. That gives us hope for tomorrow and helps us to live today knowing we have such a great future ahead of us. How does God reveal himself as new through Jesus? In the Old Testament, through the prophets, God revealed many new things including the coming of the Messiah. In Jeremiah 31, he says, The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers, because they broke my covenant. This is the covenant I will make. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So as the blood of sacrificial animals cleanse people from sin in the Old Testament, So the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse people from their sin. In the New Testament, Jesus ushered in the new covenant through his shed blood on the cross. And he said at the last supper, after taking the cup in his hand, he told his disciples, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Hebrews 9 says for this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called might receive the promised eternal inheritance. He has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Let me say that again. Jesus died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. So that means the old covenant. What this shows is that all the sins from the Old Testament, Jesus died for those too, because the blood of animals was not sufficient. Everything had to come under the shed blood of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 10, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of jesus by a new and living way a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body when jesus died on the cross this curtain through the old covenant in the temple curtain was torn into this symbolized the completion of the old covenant sacrificial system through jesus we now have direct access to god because only the priests used to be able to go in the most holy place Jesus is the center of that transition between the old and the new. In 1 Peter 1.3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus' death is critically important in bringing in the new, but his resurrection was also critically important. Jesus told Nicodemus that he had to be born again, born anew, Because of Jesus' resurrection, we can have a spiritual rebirth, and everyone who puts their faith in Jesus can be born again, born of the Spirit. And that brings us right in to how Jesus reveals himself as new in your heart. We can live a new life because of what Jesus did. When the Holy Spirit comes into our heart, we have the very nature of God within us, this newness of God. That newness of life is so refreshing, so alive, and so vital for you. It is all available to us, but we have to believe it. And we have to get up every day and choose to live this new life. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. That's why God tells you to let go of the old and live the new. Ephesians 4:22 and 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new, where? In the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Colossians 3, 9 through 10, do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of the creator. As it says in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, it is God's desire to give us an undivided heart And to put a new spirit in us. And he says, I will remove their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh. For a new start, ask God for a new heart. God will take away our stubborn hearts that have been corrupted by all kinds of evil and give us a clean heart that is responsive to him. What God loves to do is transform a life from the old to the new. No life is beyond God's ability to make something new from it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you that when we confess and repent of our sins, you give us a new heart and a new life. I pray that the life I live reflects your newness and glory, and may others see the difference that a new heart has made in me. Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is new. He's ever new. hope you have enjoyed learning about God is new. I know I enjoy studying about it. If you know of anyone who could benefit from hearing that God is new and all of his other wonderful attributes, please share this podcast with your families and friends. If you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, could you please write a review? This will create our ratings and help bring in new listeners. We are also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you have a prayer request or a question about God in any form of any of our episodes, please email us at RickandRobinMo@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Finally, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so we're trying to make it as convenient as possible for you. Next time, we'll be talking about the letter O. Talk to you then. Music.